Today on our show, we're counting down the top ten TV opening credits. Can't wait. Let's which do it, Paulie. Which means, oh dear God, this opener. Show me that list again. Show me that list. Don't pick that horror, baby. Here's a rom-com. Counting down one, two, ten. This list is ready to begin. As long as we've got some dick jokes. We've got the audience right in our hands, Polly, you and me. We gotta be the luckiest dick, cause you know that we're assholes. As long as we keep on listing, we can take any topic comes our way, asshole, week to week. Suck my dick. We got each other sharing the soundboard and bowl. Welcome to episode 393 of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. And could there be anything more appropriate for this episode than that? Yeah, I didn't even think about that actual opening credits in my list. It's not no. in there, obviously, uh, but we, it is we a fan. burnt it forever, Wayne. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what happened. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast with Countdown Movies and sometimes television or divorcements today included. So you don't have to. And this is the eighth last episode, Wayne, in the current format of the show. Right. We've got some big topics coming your way. Stick around till the end of the show to hear what next week's one of those is going to be before we move on to, uh, well, bigger. Just a wider scope. Yeah, you know, fucking counting you still get movies and TVs. Every so often. But uh, yeah, you will be aware of this if you listen to the last week's show. Top 10 TV opening credits. Was this a difficult or an easy list for you? Uh, the only thing difficult about this is that I barely remember a long time ago we did sort of opening cartoons. We did theme songs. Or was it opening theme songs? We did theme songs pre-2000 yeah. and post-2000. The post-2000 episode is our most downloaded episode of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, okay. not, not by a little bit either. By a lot. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Uh, so for me to go, I can't remember what I put in either of those things because I can't remember what I did today. But um, <laughs> the, Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. This is purely from the heart because the, here's the thing, <laughs> right? I don't even acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Wayne's finally worked out the secret <laughs> to getting rid of the soundboard. Yeah. Fucking um, ignore it. Well, when we have like, because here's the thing. Sometimes you love the show. So when the theme song comes on, it makes you happy. Yes. Does that mean it's the best opening credits? Probably not. I tried. But it's going to have an effect on yes, it, right? I tried to sort of marry up my love for shows with how impressed I was with the opener. And here was an almost non-negotiable. If I easily skip the credits to save myself 30 to 90 yes. seconds, then shouldn't be on the list. That's right. And it's a thing now because a lot of these shows, they're old for me and there wasn't a skip intro button back then because there was no button. It was was on TV. Right? It's on TV. But even then, you know, you could could hit the fast forward whatever to get through it. Mm, Not if you watch it live like my old ass did. Well, that's true. Not if you're watching on TV or or the like. So, that's why. And so, yes, for me, it's all just my favorite shit. Yes, the song's got a lot to do with it. But Absolutely, the visuals, the song has a lot to do. Visuals also. And so. we're going to weave in some of those most iconic songs. I hope so. As we progress through this week's list. So without any further ado then, Wayne, if there's nothing else from you. Nope, let's hit it. Let's do it on the other side of the segment, which kicks off almost every show. It's called The Recount. Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? 
Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the recount is a home mail room, everyone. <laughs> Three hundred ninety-three yeah, right, attempts people. at this bit, show. Bit of a bit of wear on the old. Plus mail. all the bits and pieces in the middle <laughs> in terms of reviews and what else. I believe it's like six hundred fourteenth episode we've released. One is still in my defense, no dick. <laughs> I was scratching my sack. So uh, yes, everyone, uh, recount, Paul. What happened this week? Well. Last week's show, the top 10 London set films. Fucking isn't it? hell. Yeah. <laughs> Garnered 53 votes, Wayne. And if you're a mathematical man, you will realize that's not an even amount. That's not an even amount. Therefore, it cannot be a draw. So. Yeah, it was a draw when I looked. It was. <laughs> and from your mirth, I'm imagining you won. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I've got, I've got some things to say this week. Kia Crow said, Wayne for the win, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that one. Troy Smith, the man who records Alice every week. We have to give you absolute props. Thank you so much, Troy, for your work My for man. the show. Said, Paul obviously gets the win for Shaun of the Dead. But was that much of Kingsman actually set in London? I haven't seen it for a while, but I thought maybe only the first act. Anyway, whatever's golf. Hmm. I do like people getting in, hmm. in, in the yeah, spirit Yeah, I'm trying to remember myself, but to me it was a London-y film. That said, Josh Raglan said, Paul for Shaun and having Kingsman hire. Great pick with about a boy, though, Wayne. Thank you. A bit of love there for you. This one, uh, Catherine Guards, who has upset herself by voting for me a few weeks in a row, said, mm. I'm not sure whether I'm disappointed or relieved about how little the show was done in accents. <laughs> Wayne got my vote for The Prestige and Kingsman, Sherlock Holmes and Falling's Funeral. Catherine, I had Kingsman hire. <laughs> so but I had those other three. Yes, but it's, that's up? fine. But look, <laughs> you know, wait, don't include that against me. <laughs> Paul, the accountant. <laughs> Mina Harker, aka Dan, said, Paul, Exclusively horror and gangster films. Wayne says cunt multiple times. The choice is easy. Who did you vote for? You. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Andrew Watson, this is the final one for today. For Paul's accent, do you think an English accent is just saying fuck? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? As we were doing the show, and then Paul started with his <laughs> Shit British accent. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this was a good idea when we started it, but now that I hear it, I'm just sad. <laughs> And he said, and more Hugh Grant, I'm voting Wayne. Which all equates to 53 votes, but I fell over line 27 to 26. However, hmm. John D on Twitter took the time to tweet me and he said, I'm voting for Wayne this week. <laughs> Can't remember what his rationale was. Right. Because I was just hurt. Sure. So that makes it an absolute draw. Ah, what's up, John D? So thank you to John D and thank you to all for voting this week. 27 votes apiece. Well done, sir. Oh, finally a draw. John, you get my D. <laughs> If I had word <laughs> up on the soundboard, I would have pressed it. That's all for this week's recount then. Let's get into what could be a pretty lengthy countdown. Maybe not discussion, but in terms of playing out theme songs. Sure. Or the side of this music cue. Yeah. That's perfect. Is the topic of this week's countdown. Wayne, take us away then with your 
Ted, this is a big topic. We it's a big a topic. A lot of people, we expect there to be fucking feedback up the way. Hey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be just a, a reminder, really, of what an old man I really am. Okay. Because my number 10 is an old favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. If you had to look at it completely objectively, it's not exactly spectacular, but dear God, does it get the old cum flowing. Just like nostalgically, it's the Beverly Hills 90210 opening. What? Seasons 8 to 10. Now, here's why, Paul. First of all, well, kind of almost all of all, it's the theme song, okay? When I first picked up a guitar, an electric guitar, I said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn to play this theme song. If we had to pick an era here, and I'm going to guess this one's not on your list, is is there one that's referenced in Seinfeld? Is that on your list? Uh, I don't know what you're speaking of. Do you know what I'm speaking of? And you watch Seinfeld religiously all the time? I do. Well, I used to sit down and watch it and sort of bop. Uh, oh, he I'm not. I'm not he, he's not doing a visual. I'm not getting thing. it. I'm not getting it. No. Okay. Um, uh, is there another one of the same kind of show around the same kind of time? Oh, you're speaking of a place. Yes, I am speaking of a place. No, it's not, not on not my list either. But I don't mind it. Right. But that is the one I think of when I think of sort of guitar. Are you kidding? Riffs. Yeah. That one is that on your list? No. Oh, no. fine. We can talk about it. Yeah. Melrose Place. All right. Because it was in the 90s at that specific time, the best thing about that one is that it's decidedly against the grunge of the 90s. It's the only, like, sort of boppy one. Yeah, that one, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. This one here, Beverly Hills 90210, starts with the rough fucking pedal. Maybe just hit it up. There you go, boy. Now, I should mention that uh Luke Perry is good looking. He's a good looking man. You talking about Sideshow Luke Perry? Yeah. Okay, so Sideshow Luke Perry and this is remember, remember, if you think about this, right? When you look at this kind of an opera, this is back in the day where when you're opening a TV show. Each character could look down the barrel of the camera and just give a kind of a wry smile or a little kick or a chuckle. And then you just put Jason Priestley next to his name or their name, right? And that was all of this. But what I liked about it as well is it was very rough cuts of each of the fucking people, each of the actors. And they're all sort of like hanging together. It doesn't work the bit where they push this fucking surfboards over and reveal themselves. That's, that's the first eight seasons. <laughs> they actually changed oh, it. So for seasons nine through ten, it's okay. Uh, kind of. It's actually a different opening, and they were kind of, of this ten, right? I think. And uh, when they were like just kind of like hanging together, all wearing denim and a white shirt, that was the early nineties, or whenever this no, came. Surely, if it start, if that went to ten years, maybe it was the end of the nineties. Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure exactly when this was because I have no concept of time. Oh, sorry. No, I mean like if were they white shirting it in the early. Uh, around the middle seasons, I would say. It okay. changed about five times. Oh, yeah, as I do, as they shows do. But the end of it was the... the there was a very cool <laughs> shot where the girls were holding hands and they kind of just like cut, cut, close up, close up, and then you see their hands separating. And then that's the end of it. And I'm like, oh, I loved the whole thing, Paul. It was very... I mean, if there's any, you know, sort of doubt that I'm a woman, this should allay that. Um, but I really did like well, the- Stick around for how high Sex in the City is on my <laughs> It was just, there's no Sex in the City oh on my Oh my thing. God, what? Because, Paul, That's okay. as much as I'm I am okay fond this. of- I'm fond of the show, but the actual opening is- Shit. No, it's not shit. I actually like it, but I didn't think that there was- ju- It just missed out, put it that way. So yes, but uh, 90210, theme song, awesome. For the record, I have not learned to play it. It's way too hard for a guy like me. But other than that, very cool. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to let at least the opening 
bars of my theme oh. song set the scene. Sure. And because it will make my point for me. Uh huh. Making your way in the world today. See, this is what I'm talking about. Everything you've got. Oh. Do you feel like Taking you're home, Wayne? <coughs> I feel like I feel like, I feel like it's some player that everyone knows my name. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, doesn't this guy sound like Woody Harrelson? He does. It's I not thought him. that. It's I, not honest, him. I mean, obviously not because this theme song was the same throughout the show and Woody Harrelson only comes in at circa season exactly. four or five, whatever it is. It sounds exactly like him. I did. Honestly, think the same thing. It's Gary Putney or yeah. something like that. We are, of course, talking about Cheers, cheers everyone. We and this is for the record. That. Okay, not on my list. Wow. I'll tell you why. Right? Port, Gary Portnoy. Portnoy, exactly. Yep. Now, the the theme, like, if you're any of you are our age, you at least are familiar with how this looks. It is literally like wood etching type older drawings that are being closed in on. Panned All out word on. photographs, photographs that have been coloured. Right? Yes, and, and recreated through artistically. Uh, images of bars and their patrons. And Old just, school, though. Just very charming, very appealing, very welcoming. Now, I'll tell you this, Paul. If I'm being completely objective, I love Cheers. I think I, I believe I'm the guy who introduced you to you it did. back in the day. You, did. Right? you got me onto it. This opening has, while it's become a favorite because of the home that it feels like, yes. I did not care for it when I first saw it. <gasps> I said the worst thing about this this show is this opening, which right. is very... You should, probably to stop, me, you should probably stop talking about it and let me no, talk no, about okay, it. Okay, okay, fine. Go <laughs> ahead. Tell me, tell me, tell me about it. It's like fucking Jesus. No, I love the show and I love it, but I don't think it's the best one, hence it's not on my list. Word. But please, tell no, us why you think it's not on your it. list, but just, it was funny you were, you were making its case and you went, but fuck this show <laughs> and these opening credits. And I'm just like, suck my dick. Yeah. Do you want to give the chorus? Because that's where this thing really loves up. No, no, I think, okay. I think the <laughs> ding, ding is really... Yeah, no, knows. that's where it starts. That's everyone where it knows starts. that theme song because it's where everyone knows your name. I just think that charming, wholesome appeal. And that's what... Look, I realize we're not meant to be glorifying alcoholism or anything like that. But having a bar where your mates go to and you know everyone and you can walk in like Norm Peterson and everyone shouts your name. First of all... Glorify it all you want. Fuck everyone. If you like drinking with your friends, go drinking with your friends. Just don't drive. Yeah, okay? No, not every day. <laughs> Whatever. Don't live in a bar. Don't go there. Don't be a bar fly. No. Be, back be, in the 90s, you could live in a bar fly. 90s and 80s. 80s. Yeah. And it was cool and charming. Back in the 80s, from what I'm told by my parents and indeed people slightly younger than they are, mm. people would frequently get fucked up on a Friday and then just drive home because they didn't matter because who cares? The cops won't find you. Dude, look at Basic Instinct when Nick Curran is drunk off his ass and drives straight to a crime scene. No one even mentions it. That was the fucking 90s, son. Don't even worry about it. The 80s were even worse. Yeah, people were. didn't wear seatbelts in the 80s. My folks used to get busted by 5-0 for not wearing seatbelts because they're Asian. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Racial profile, no seat belt profile. It was weird. They just, I was like, why don't you just fucking wear the seat belt? Nowadays, you can't even think about no, it. No one, no one gets in a car that's putting on a seat belt. Exactly. Surely, fucking anyway. Good things have changed in that regard. Things have changed in terms of uh, drink driving, and I think we're all more aware of the impact of alcohol. He said, sucking on his third high volume beer <laughs> for this uh, topic this week. But I'm not saying you have to be abstinent, and not enjoy yourself. I'm just saying, don't do it every day. No, absolutely not. And back to the show. The um... <laughs> There's our PSA done. <laughs> yeah, look, it's again. I've come to love it, and it's come to it, when you played it. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just definitely that. It, it snuck on the list. I had a couple of very close honorable mentions, which I warred with myself last night when I was putting this list together. Oh, this one, that one, but you know what? Like, you just hear that that piano bit, and I'm just like, yeah. Geez. And here's where I'm not changing the channel. It's fucking staying. Absolutely, right I'm absolutely. Not, I, I'm watching not just the intro. I'm watching the next episode, unless it's got Shelley Long in it, which case, yes, maybe not. Yes, that's what I was going to say to you. <laughs> the Rebecca Howe years were absolutely where I came in. Yeah. 
and it's where it stayed. Now, the Shelley Long stuff isn't as good. I'm sorry. I know Coach and all that stuff was a great character. He wasn't my favorite. Woody was. Okay? Fair enough. Me too as well. All right. That's my number 10. Over to you if you're number nine. Nice one. Now, here's, here's some shit from my early youth again. Laverne and Shirley. Wow. Yeah, I, I couldn't even, apart from... They sing together and swing their legs. Yeah, the women they go, they do this like, today, today, yes, they go throughout incorporated. Da, 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 we're going to do it. Do you want to talk a bit about it while I try and cue it up? Sure. So, what was cool about this? First of all, Laverne and Shirley was on After Happy Days. And don't get me wrong, I considered Happy Days because I used to watch the shit out of that yeah, thing. It's not a bad opening either. You know? Monday, uh, but the Tuesday, theme happy is a day. Exactly. That was all cool. But this one was the jam because what it was was. I don't know whether it's a, a function of me having seen it so many times, but Laverne and Shirley were the two where they, they were actually just living together. It's a little bit like Perfect Strangers, which is also a favorite <laughs> old sitcom of mine. Two people making it in the city and being cool. And this was like, you know, when's, when's Happy Day? 70s? I don't know. Yeah. This was around the 70s, Well, right? set in the 50s, isn't it? Set in the 50s, but this was produced around the 70s. And it was just them going through their life throughout this entire opening credit. And that song was fucking cool. That, we're gonna make my ass come true. Nah, 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 nah. I thought that was an actual great piece of music. And you see them working in a factory and pulling around with each other. And back then, it was fine to have that kind of opening ball. So, you know. Fair enough. I kind of love enough. it. Not the way that Wayne would normally like two women to fill around with each other, but still... <laughs> Well, there's a glove involved in the opening sequence. You make your own call. <laughs> there you go. Marshall. Penny Marshall, baby. It's a bridge. It's actually a bridge. That's how long it went. Too long. Me, I'm bopping my ass off the whole damn time. By the way, Laverne is a really high-powered Hollywood agent now. Or at least was for a while. Right, so both of them went on to really big things. Mm-hmm. Good on. Well done. Or is it truly? One of them. The one without short hair. Whichever one is Penny Marshall is a, is a powerful Hollywood director. Oh, yeah. Mm, yes, so. I think it's her. Yeah, okay. Well, there we are. That completely blew my mind. I was uh-huh. not expecting that. I know. All these type of things happen so here. ever. All right. My number nine is one that maybe you'll expect. I'm not even going to play the music here because I'm going to save something for the opening and closing credits. <laughs> okay. And this is one I'm going to roll with. This is Westworld. What a piece of shit. Oh! <laughs> Are you trying to tell me you don't like the opening credits? Like, you don't want to be okay, the, show. the best thing about the opening credits, right, is the visuals of the white, yes. the white thing. But uh, from from memory, what's the fucking music? Uh, is the it music bing, is bing, 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 by bing, bing. Raymond Jawadi. Sure, you'll recognize that name. Nope, you should. Okay, you'll recognize it by the end of this episode. Okay, I'll fucking tell you. Okay, <laughs> without giving any more away. Oh, is this another your scorey kind of motherfucking yeah. music? The music is fucking amazing and is it haunting Paul it's, it is I think it's haunting, but it also shows it's this very eerie elegant mood settling kind of piece of these images of basically these we'll call them hosts slash robots slash mm-hmm. androids mm-hmm. what do you want to call who are being built from the ground up and that's what we're seeing depicted here and then it's heavy on the symbolism like suddenly the robot skeleton hands stop playing the piano but the piano keeps playing Mike, again, what's all that? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. Who are the who the are the sentient, controllers yes. and who is sentient and how does this work? And I just think it's when the urgency creeps up and mm-hmm, 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 
This is a function of you liking scores and me oh, liking yeah. jaunty bullshit. Yep. Now, question for you. Hate to skip it. Don't like to do so. Get a bit of pressure from the wife. She loves Westworld, my wife. Does she? Yeah, we finished fourth season this fourth year. Fourth season? Yeah. I got to the first season and I got to tell you, even with Tandy Newton being in it, I didn't mind it. But then someone told me that two was shitty. No, two is good. Three is a chore. Four is better. Four is better than three. So is but two... one is one is no one is cool with the with the with the was two like samurai shit. Yes, it, it does create. And was Tanya Newton still in it? Yes, I'm out. So <laughs> <laughs> your inexplicable dislike of Tandy uh, Tandy away Newton is unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, my number nine Westworld. You hear it the opening or closing credits. All right, best of luck, everyone. Uh, my number eight is, <laughs> <Fuck him. laughs> is as a as a complete diversion from Paul's very cinematic type score shit. The theme song to Charles in Charge. <laughs> all right, everyone. First of all, take stock for a moment. No, no, good. The guy that's picked fucking Laverne and Shirley in Charles in Charge Charles is shut on Westworld. Absolutely, I see zero. Do problem. with that what you shall. I think that's completely fine, and in fact. Everyone, Charles in charge, not to get completely off the Happy Days bandwagon. Well, apparently you can't. Started starred Scott Baio. Now, Scott Baio was Chachi in fucking Happy Days, and then he was in actually a Joni Loves Chachi or Chachi Loves Joni TV show that spun off from that. But now he's actually, this is post-zapped, okay? He's grown up now. And he well, was... He's not just zapping clothes off women to see... No, no, no. Right. Now, the story about this show... Okay, first of all, the actual theme song, the, the Charles in Charge theme song... I really, really liked, okay? New boy in the neighborhood. And they actually, there was such I a popular... I think I want to close open with that one. I'll, I better find it then. <laughs> okay, fair enough. This sounds a little closer to it. This is probably the one. There's actually backing tracks on this one. This <laughs> <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it's a lot of a... It's a nostalgic haul. Over it, help it out. I'm actually, I'm still a big fan of this. What is so special about this? Yeah, this is it. I actually really like this. And as if that wasn't enough, the actual show is about Scott Baio, who's like a college student, and he gets to he has to basically look after these three kids from a well-to-do family. And Willie Ames is in it, mm-hmm. who I'm a big fan of as well. Also in Zapped, everyone. But the best thing about it was Nicole Eggert, who is uh, the the is it, I think is it the Jennifer el- Runyon or something. No, no, look for Nicole Eggert. She's the eldest blonde child, <laughs> and she's about she's about Scott Baio's age. She's just a, maybe a couple years younger. Okay, I'm looking at someone named Jennifer Runyon. According to this. So you're a big fan? Is that what's I can't hear what you're saying? But the uh, Nicole Eggert looks like Nicole Eggert. Yeah. She actually went on to star in Baywatch. She's not bad either, but it's the one I'm talking about is Nicole. So did they replace Jennifer Runyon? At they some may point? have. I okay. all I remember is Nicole Eggert, and she ended up being in Baywatch, which is by the way, another great fucking opener. So honorable mention. Oh really? No. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to throw that Fine, out there. I'm just throwing it out there. But yes, I absolutely loved this. And um, there was a band called Reliant K that actually redid it as an actual track, made a huge hit with it. Fan fucking. Yeah, but fantastic. if it wasn't used on the show, I it know, doesn't. I'm just count. giving you information, Isabel. You can suck some dicks for twice, like just anytime. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Charles in charge is a friend. Is is well, I want Charles in charge of me. All right. <laughs> My number eight is no doubt coming up on your list. And, I'm, and so I'm, I'm about to steal your thunder. I'm about to Go hear ahead. a low. Go ahead. 
And so for all the shit I normally give you about your never-ending love of this show and the fact that you will watch it repeatedly when you should be watching other things for our listeners for content-wise so that, you know, when we get to top 10 last 10s or, you know, just, just uh, have you watched this TV show yet? Nah. Oh, fuck, I'm going to watch eight episodes this week. How am I going to do that shit? Oh, my God. Friends. Okay. Honorable mention. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am stunned. Do you know why, Paul? Why? Because my list is interesting. <laughs> it's not what you just expect every single time, and I've been talking about no it. No one would have expected <laughs> me to have friends. Yeah, so um, for I you, it's it. a different story. For you, I get it how it's on your list. I remember vividly. Go on. Oh, yes, yes, season yes. Season Circa Friends coming out. Yes. What? I think me. I bought the CD single of the Rembrandts, I'll Be There For You. Dude, first of all, that song is so fucking good, I want to shit my pants. And the CD single is different from the one you hear on the show. Still. It was a record, but it's the same song. And then I think from vague memory, and I could be wrong on this, that they had the single and then the, the TV theme version of it as well. So Yeah, I believe so. We went out one night, and I remember I'd had a few drinks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave you it. You put it in your CD player in your car, which was pretty new at the time. Oh, yeah. CD player in the car was big back when we were kids, everyone. And we just fucking listened to that thing the whole way to where we all go. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Were we doing the hand claps, and did I take oh, my hands off the wheel? I <laughs> have zero doubt about both. Yes. And the fact we're still here today to do this podcast is a minor miracle. Okay, let's talk about the Friends theme song since Paul's put it on there, okay? Now, what was great about the whole opening? was probably for me, the highlight is Joey dancing a certain way. Try and imagine this, folks. When Joey is in the fountain dancing with the rest of them, okay, yeah, imagine your, <laughs> how am I going to describe this? His arms are bent and he's, 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 they're pointing one way and he's jutting his it elbows out in opposite directions. It is a Paul move in the dance floor. Oh, dude, but it was a great fucking move, right? And I'm sitting there going like this and, and Joey, like, what's his name? Um, Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Was actually on, a, like, a recently on a, on a talk show and they were like, so was that Curry? Like he goes, dude, those are my moves. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It was great because that was the best thing about the friends thing. The fact that they're all in that fountain. Season it becomes one is so just them in the fountain. There's no clips and whatever yeah. mixed through. It's just them dancing. The rest of the seasons, if they change, they start mixing, they start in, mixing clips in clips. From, I guess previous seasons, maybe possibly the current season. I'm not sure. Exactly. Yep. It was actually. And, and in fact, Paul, uh, this will not surprise you. I've been to that fountain. Wow. When I went to New York, it was on one of the tours. It's actually a real like, fountain. It's a real fountain, right? And it's like the shit. And the idea of, because this was very 90s, everyone dresses in theme, so everyone's in black and white in different denominations. Veronica's got a white like vest on, but black pants, and then someone else has got a dress. Very, very cool. I love the whole thing. And it's on, only an honorable mention because you expected me to do it. Okay. I'm glad you brought it up. Fair enough. I just assumed it would be high on the list, but that's my number eight. Friends. Friends. All right. My number seven, everyone. Now, here's a show which I love, and I know Paul loves as well, but for its opening credits, it was touted as a space western. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Firefly, okay? Take my love, take, take my, my hand. Take Actually, let's not murder it, Paul. No, okay. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> take my love, take my land, take me where I can stand. I don't care, I'm still free. Instrumental. This part is great. Banjos, fucking strings, forget about it. There's no place I can be since I found Take the sky from me 
So the thing about this song, everyone, is that first of all, Joss Whedon actually wrote it. I know he's not popular, mm-hmm. but whatever, he's talented. Yep. Uh, and there's actually a version, I think one of the DVDs, where you can actually hear his original version. He said, can you just make this song? And then Sonny Rhodes recorded this actual version. Sonny Rhodes, yeah. Okay, so the music's by Greg Edmondson, but Sonny Rhodes did the actual track he's the performed, of yeah. Yeah. The so, Ballad of Serenity. Right. Now, the idea here, when I heard that there was a space western happening, I said, it's the dumbest sounding thing I've ever heard. Okay? How but then, dare I they? know. I didn't find it. And then it turns up, and it turns out Mel Reynolds, all these people, the actual aesthetic of a western in space where they're using actual combustion weapons instead of laser guns, turns out to be the bomb but for the opening credits that's the great show no one debates now here's what i like about this the the it does feel like both because you see in the opening credits this the idea of like you can't take this guy from me is just really really cool and i remember it resonating really hard with me going yeah because this guy belongs to everyone you can land somewhere but you don't have to because you're in space now and it was the shit so i think the entire first of all the song is great and the first time i heard it like many opening theme songs I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Grew on you. Second episode, I'm like, I love this song. So it was just pure, like, I don't know. It, it just worked for me. And it reminded me of, I don't know if you've got this, Paul, Deadwood? No. Nope. Okay. So Deadwood has a similar aesthetic and a similar kind of... But that is a straight Western. It's a straight Western. Mm. But this one still worked. Even And at the end of the thing is like that you see spaceships flying and shit. It's just cool. So always been a fan of the Firefly theme song. Big time. Yeah, look, I think this is the greatest travesty arguably in TV history, the way this show was treated by Fox and what happened to it. I think this could have been one of the greatest TV shows of all time had it been allowed to run its course. What happened, Paul? Uh, There's there's a lot of stuff, whatever else behind it. They just didn't believe in it and they they buried it and they made them show the second episode instead of the first. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone who was a Joss Whedon fan but is a Firefly fan, is a brown coat, will Mm -hmm. attest to the fact that this show was not given the space that it needed to be. It could have grown to something incredible. The ideas there, as you say, Joss Whedon, he's, he's clearly not a good bloke, but he's got some great ideas and, and they were so they say, on like, full display here on this particular show. So, did, yeah. did, they, did they get one or two movies? It was Serenity was one, the movie, just one, one movie. Serenity is, all do as well. Serenity is an amazing film. I remember seeing that with you because you took me yeah. to the first advanced screening probably I've ever been yeah. to. One of the no, first. No, didn't you go to Batman? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. One of the first few. And there's people dressed up as them and stuff like that. And then we were like, this is amazing. We saw we were, an assembly cut. We didn't even see the final. That's right. Yeah. We saw this amazing thing. And then I hear like weeks later, yeah, this didn't make its number. So now it's never going to happen again. And that was the what end. And I was kind of heartbroken. What a travesty. This show was, was brilliant. So yeah. yeah, great choice. Well done, sir. Going to give you shit about the other ones. Not giving you shit about that one. My number seven is then a show which this is the first one I don't need to play the theme on. The theme is okay. Well, not one I would I would stop and it's listen all about to the play. Whole, the whole opening. This is about what the opening credits signify. This is about the cleverness of the opening credits. I'm talking about Dexter. Uh, slightly low. Slightly, okay. slightly low. Fair enough. This is a really dark and extremely twisted series. I think we can all agree. Totally. And these opening credits, on one level, humanize Dexter by showing him just going through his morning That's ritual. Right. You see him prepping all breakfast. He's doing, all he's doing is getting ready for breakfast. Brushing he's eating his it, teeth. Brushed his teeth. He's putting his fucking shoes on. He's doing all that stuff. But Mm. Look at it in a slightly different way in the juxtaposition on what we know Dexter to be, i.e. a serial killer, when he is cutting through a blood orange and sort of blood spurts. Yes. When he is tightening his shoelaces in it a way. It looks like he's like, yep. like you know, garroting someone. Garroting someone. When he pulls the t-shirt over his face and it, for a yeah. moment. It looks like wrapping a, a body. It's like asphyxiating his body mm-hmm. in his face there. That's why it was so cool. And actually, you know what you said about the, the, the actual music. I think it suits it perfectly. No, no, I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm like, I don't, 
I don't own that theme song. No, I no, no, no. To it Absolutely all the time. not. Most of the other theme songs on my list, I own and I listen to whenever they come up. You know what was cool about this show? Yes, you're right. All of those things, great. Like the cutting, the but also just the when you stylize mundane things and make them dramatically sort of like aesthetically cool. Like and anime does this a lot when you're preparing food and it looks amazing and stuff like that. I really connect with that. I'm like, this is because I love just celebrating that kind of like what you would think would be an everyday thing. But there's a there's, a, there's one episode in this show where it's a it's a there's a long story with the actual plot, but basically he comes back from whatever journey or from from being a different guy, and they recreate sort of this opening credit in the show, and it, it works really really well. Oh, that does ring a vague. Yeah, bell. and yep. it actually becomes ding at the end of really really cool. So yeah, it's really really excellent. I don't want I don't want to disparage the theme, so I'm not saying it's bad. It absolutely does fit it perfectly because you can't have a good opening credits without a good opening theme song except Charles in Charge as we've had this established. <laughs> Stand by it. But more importantly, I think you've hit upon a good point here. Lots of, in fact, I would say almost every TV show that I, almost every TV show that I've seen, when you see the opening credits, you don't know enough about the show, you don't know about the characters, you're not warm to the characters, you're doing whatever, right? So typically I'm like, eh, I don't really care about the opening credits. An example being... Unless you've got it on the list, True Detective? Nope. Okay. True Detective has this odd kind of uh, kind of opening credits. And by the third or fourth thing, it becomes like you identify with the show in it. So then I like it. Yeah, it's interesting because my... Uh, are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number six is a sh- is an opening credits, which some will say, oh, recency bias, Paul. What are you doing? Wait a minute. Uh, I think it's my turn for number six. Oh, shit, is it? Fuck. Oh, yeah. damn it. That was such a good segue. <laughs> Fuck. Hold that one. Hold that thought, Paul. I won't. Okay. Over to you for your number seven. Six, 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 six. six. Yeah, my number six is, is, however, quite expected because uh, I have always considered this. Yes, definitely it harkens the show, which was so important to us for so long until its last season. But Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones opening. Oh, you think it's low? Low, 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 That's obviously Paul's version of it, but I get it if you don't understand it because he's not good at this. Holy fucking shit. Look, here's what it is. Game of Thrones. So the entire opening CGI credits is a diorama yes. or whatever thing, right? It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And the thing is, when I first saw Game of Thrones, Paul had told me about the books for many years. So you hadn't read any Hadn't read okay. them all. You right? didn't listen to me. Okay, fine. Uh, you know. Not a fucking surprise. Not a surprise, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but having seen, uh, not until the end of the first season did I go, I might check out these books. And then I read every fucking word, all right? Until the fucking I was 11 years ago, the last word he read. <laughs> George Martin, a.k.a. Fat Cunt Lazy Rider. To be fair, those last books sucked my dick. There were so many fucking characters and shit. But you can see how he's written himself into a corner he can't get out of. That's what's going on here, Paul. But then I didn't realize, even looking at this thing, that much like, I guess, Lord of My Ring and all of those other ones, right? (laughs) These fantasy epics are all about a map. They're all about territories. They're all about this. This here is taking that... Putting it literally on a map, diorama style, making it look so cool with the way that it looks and the like the oh, the motion blur and things like that, and sweeping across each map, showing shit, and it changed like as seasons went on. They actually started updating. Well, they, they highlighted new areas that came in, and, yes. and what they would do with with some episodes at least is they would emphasize, "Oh, dawn is a big thing this episode." So boom, so now dawn. he turns up yes. exactly right, and so that compared like that whole thing, and I, I noticed they're doing something. Lower key, but similar with House of the Dragon. Yeah, no one here is good. That's just blood. You know, this is this year is seeing shit getting built and constructed yep. and stuff. And, and for this was from a, a company called 
Elastic. Oh, really? Design firm Elastic created those titles. They did the same thing for Westworld. They're the same company that were behind that. Button. Ah, method. So that's and 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 let's and the actual the the the, the stringy theme song, which I'm sure you'll play when you get to Paul, is. I don't know whether it's because the show was so popular that it became iconic or that the song itself, like, but it harkens really well to what you think the show it's, is going to be. It's both. And this is this is the other Roman Jawadi themes on ah. my list. So you did this and Westworld. And if you want a great YouTube video of just, like, if you love Game of Thrones or loved it until mm. the last season, season, you're enjoying House of the Dragon. And by the way, you need to emphasize that. In no other spin-off, prequel, sequel, TV show in history Do they has a theme song been so popular that just wholesale lifted it from the original show and stuck it on the sequel, prequel, alternate spin I say good move. I say good move. Because straight away you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. So I'm now not inclined to skip through. Yeah. You're, you're, you're literally borrowing the, the currency and, of the old show and because now I've got an opener or a closer. That's how we'll do this one. There oh, you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Unbelievable how good this is. On YouTube, there is a wonderful video of Raman Jawadi, who can, of course, because he's such a oh yeah, I've seen playing this. guitar with Tom Morello from mm-hmm. Rage Against Machine and a bunch of other famous guitarists, and they're all playing it. And all riffing just for thirty seconds each. No, it's gangster. It is fucking amazing. Yeah, that is a cool Find video. Find that if you can. Absolutely, if you're a fan of the show. So yeah, Game of Thrones, absolutely incredible opening sequence for what was one of the. It is, regardless of the last season, one of the greatest television shows ever made. You know what? Just a quick note on that. A lot of people, because it ended so shittily by comparison to how great it used to be, because it was definitely the best show on TV for multiple years. Yeah, running, yeah, yeah. Right? We've made that point before. I've actually, like, I've got to go back and watch it at some stage. Like, I think I've got to just forgive well, maybe the when George, If George ever releases book six, you could just watch all the fucking TV show up to that point to then compare it. But uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> he says he's going to complete it, Paul. But oh, I know he said it many me. years ago. He said that, yeah. 11 years. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine <laughs> having an 11-year floating fucking deadline? <laughs> anyway. All right. Anyway. My number six. Uh, I can't remember the, the link that I had made before. My recency bias. Recency bias on my number six is most TV opening credits, the first time you see them, you're like, eh. Oh, I know what you're talking about because it's high on my list. But this time Dude. on this show, instantly I was like, what the fuck are they doing here? And by the, by the third episode, you cannot skip this. It's got one of the greatest weirdest fucking uh, theme songs of all time to go with it. So I'm going to play that to uh, demonst- let me, let me demonstrate. Because uh, I'm not sure what you're talking Whether about. Whether it's it. the same one, we'll yeah, now let's find see, out. Let's see. Do you really want to, do you really want to taste it? Oh, yeah. Same, is this the one? It is the one I'm thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. of, and it's way higher on my list. Well, let's talk about it. You know what it is? it is? That's Wigwam's Do You Want to Taste It? A 2010 Norwegian glam rock metal band who, can I add, were dumped by their fucking agent two days before Peacemaker fucking did they? Premiered. That poor bastard. <laughs> oh my God. I think that's just the greatest song, uh, story, I should say, in the history of ever because apparently the lead singer, I don't even know his name, said to them, maybe I'll hang on two or three days. And the agent was like, eh, normally when you're on a TV theme so it doesn't do any for your business it fucking resurrected their career and also they would have gotten royalties like a motherfucker surely because yeah, oh, um yeah, for sure so like okay so let's talk about peacemaker i was i mean like i think i love it even way more than you because let me tell you about this theme song. List. well this was the 
this was actually the promo before the before the show even oh, aired. I, I don't know if I'd seen that. Sorry. I was before the show started. Before I decided I liked the show, which I did. I was watching this thing, and I was watching the whole opening credits all the time. And I was like, "Holy shit! This is the best." In recent memory, I've never seen a a, a opener that works better than this. Like in the last ten years, say. Because I'm watching it just to watch the trailer, the opening thing. Agreed. I'm watching them dancing. You, it's so great. And these you don't characters. even know any of these well, characters. And I, that's what I'm saying. I think by the third or fourth episode, it was completely unskippable. Like, it was part of the show. Dude, it was unskippable before the show started for that's me. the best kind of theme song, slash opening, opening credit sequences where you don't want to skip it. Oh, no, what are we doing, wife? I'm, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and this is what uh, because like the characters in here, some are villains, some of this. They, all they're doing here is they're dancing, okay? So and it's done in but such a way. Dancing in ways that kind of give you a little bit of a hint into almost into their characters in some. Not cases. really. The little midget dude at the end jumps on his shoulder as though it's his friend. No, but like, but he's he's springy and can do that shit, and eagerly comes and lands on him and. Yeah, that's true. You know and, I mean? like, well, that's the insights thing I, into, their, into their characters. Well, that's what I was. I, I'm actually really interested purely in if there's a second season of Peacemaker. I don't know if it's been announced or not. I don't right? know either, to be honest. Yeah. But like a lot of those characters are dead now, so they'll have to come up with something completely new. Well, I hope they have a different. Do I want a different song? I don't Love know, Paul. Because are you going to go as high as this? Do you want to taste it? What could you do that's that's even remotely you just, cool? If what you do is you, know you play what? that I, song again, I have faith in James Gunn. If he says, "Let's go with a different song and a different opening dance sequence," I'm all for it. I'm thinking same song, different characters. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. But then how do you... Because you know the girl with the arms? What's her name? Um, his girlfriend in real life. His girlfriend in real life, yeah. yeah. Like that whole... That, that's the high, She's the highlight of that clip for me. Because <laughs> the whole point about... Not because she's hot, but <laughs> she is. But the whole opening thing is everyone's got deadpan face, but they're dancing as though they would like in a kind of like... I know, I like the really old dude, the neighbor. <laughs> He yeah, he's like, he's barely dead. Like, they're cutting no. away from him. <laughs> so I was like, he's so terrible. It's hilarious. <laughs> the James Gunn said that his actual whole goal with this was to, he says he hates the skip intro button on, on all yeah, of the he things. He wants to make you watch it. Yeah, well he done. wants to make Succeed. you watch it. Check. That's right. He Check. says, because then you get to see everyone's name who worked on it. Yes. So, you know, there you go. He's the guy. So, uh, okay, nice one. Low. Fair enough. All right, fair enough. Your number five. Sir. Five is Dexter, bro. So we're back to you. Okay, my number five is Imagine Wayne, if you will. Hmm. A ship cruising past a locked off camera with a low drone under it. Gilligan's then, Island, got it. Nope. <laughs> and then there's a roar of engines firing and the opening beats of dun 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 Can you play it so we don't oh, f- fuck. <laughs> Now here we have an example. You warmed my soul through my latter teenage years. Really? I uh, would say that, because here's the thing, the, the, the closing theme song, and that's almost it's, a it's the same thing. It's yeah. just with the, with it's the, just with the actual over vocals it, yeah. over it. Now that's fun, the thing. fun, fun in the sun, sun, sun. Yeah, I actually hate that. 
But I will tell you this. Fuck <laughs> this guy. But here's the thing. Here's what I was going to say. Is here's an example of a show that warmed your heart so much that you now like the opening credits. When I heard this, dun, 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 I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then it's cold outside. I'm like, what the fuck is this song? Okay? It's actually a shit song, but it's a great show. It's written by Howard Goodall and Wayne. Ignore his bullshit. Shut balls, the fuck up. It's a bag of balls. My turn here. <laughs> So interspersed with the clips of the cast doing their thing from season to season, you're watching from an eagle eyes with an eagle eye for anything you haven't seen before, which is like, oh fuck, this is the new season. Early in the season, like, oh that's new, that's new, that's new. And then as the season progresses, that's you're a like, die-hard fan. I'm waiting for that bit. I haven't seen that bit yet. Yes, all to this infectiously cool fucking music. Fuck you. <laughs> Look, like I said, I actually love the intro as well because I love this show. Jangly tambourine, fucking infused beats with pretty horns, electric guitar while anyway. What more is there to love? Red Dwarf, easily my number five. This show, I remember some years ago, because obviously, I don't know, you know, there was that thing with the creators and so on, and they jumped out and whatever. And they Rob Grant and Doug Nail split. Right. Circa season six, I believe. Right. Now, I remember there was a BBC special six. that was like Red Dwarf. That, so it was some special. It was just like a movie, but it was a Red Dwarf movie and it had all the same actors and all this other shit. And I was like, oh my God, I got to see this. I watch it. It sucked. This right? thing's still going on, man. It's like season 12. You're kidding. Yep. Every three, four years, I come back together. It's just the one guy. I think it's Rob Grant still works on it. Would you agree that... It's half as good. Yes. Yeah. But like when when it turned half as good was that... Oh, I don't know when exactly this happened, but for the first however many seasons, I want to say three, but who knows? You know. It was cheap. It was a BBC production, nah, and nah, it was like... You're missing then, it. It was when Doug Naylor left the show. So at some stage, the production value increased to a stage where it alienated me, because I, I saw that they no, had massive no. big sets. If it was as funny as it was for the first three se- six seasons, you wouldn't give a fuck about the improving production. I remember it bugged me. I remember it bugged me. I was sitting there going, oh, this isn't as charming as it used to be. Don't get me wrong. Still a great show. If it was still still as funny, characters. you wouldn't care. Yeah, but it wasn't for no, me. No, I'm saying, but it wasn't. It wasn't so because it was better production that that made it less funny. Is because they had half as good a writer. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It just happened to coincide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I lo- I know you love the show, and I love it too. It's a great show. I used to. I love the early seasons. There yeah, you go. Early seasons. Even I. Even I've fallen off. I, even, I, even I haven't seen the latest season. Yeah. See. So yeah. yeah. But everything jumps to shark, everyone, except this show. Ooh. My number four is the opening credits to, and this thing is look. I'm absolutely a Batman fan, uh, but. Batman the Animated Series is... Never watched it, can't comment. Never watched it? Okay, well, let me... Uh, look, here's the thing. Batman 89 had Danny Elfman's score, okay? Okay. Okay, so it, that was already in my head, whatever. Great, okay? This was the only time I've seen them just co-opt that score and put it onto a cartoon, which is not the same universe. It's the animated series, but it is about Batman. Now, this opening thing starts with, and it's very sort of, the actual animation is gorgeous, but it's not realistic. It's 2D animation. Is it the so theme it's back that then. sells it, or is it the... Uh, it's both. It's Ooh. definitely the theme that, like, oh my god, you've got this familiarity of Do Batman. hear it? I think it wouldn't hurt. Okay. Yep, here we go. Ooh. You're watching it, ain't you? You go, ooh. Oh, come on. There it is. Boy, this is good shit. See... I the very, reason very very Danny Elfman isn't it? 
It's it is literally that. Did he write it? that song. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's that. It's pretty much that song. All right. Not, no, but that's different than the Batman thing. I mean, there's an arrangement that's slightly different for this show because it has to be shorter. But this is totally that song. So what happens is the whole thing starts in the very darkness and it's Gothamy and the whole styling of the show and this opener is that for some reason, even though it's set present day, everything looks like sort of 1920s or even 1950s. Kind of the cars are these old sort of looking cars. Everyone's wearing a suit. This kind of thing, right? The, uh, the reason this opener is so cool is it starts with like a bank robbery, there's an explosion, you're seeing the Batmobile kind of roll up and it's like, da, 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 da. and at the end of it, you just see kind of Batman standing on a fucking like building and the lightning, lightning <laughs> right? That was the shit. And I'd never seen anything work quite as well as that. And I, obviously I love Batman, so I'm gonna love this. But this could, didn't have to go this way. But for them to go and co-op that music and make it this good, holy shit. And I still think that's one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. Batman the Animated Series. Fair enough. I think you're not alone in that uh, assessment at all. Everybody loves it. My number four is a show that was always going to make this list. Okay. It has quick cutting of the cast going about their beats in the show. Hmm. And it gets updated from season to season. And it's got this head-banging score that gets you pumped and ready for the adventures of this group of people. And I wonder what, what it could be. They have to do with their snappy dialogue and their action that's going to follow from it. Fuck yeah. And yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to play the music. Yeah, do that. Because I think that will absolutely nail what I am saying about this show. <laughs> yeah. Even Wayne's bopping. I'm bopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by Nerf Herder fades out there in the background. <laughs> Don't know why I start again, but it did. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave that one in because that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Now, uh, yes, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Look, Paul is a longer time fan than me, oh, but I am oh. definitely a fan. This is one of those shows where if you were of our vintage, a lot of people saw it, but a lot of people didn't. Like a lot of people, like, like I never the really got into Buffy. Off. They saw the, the Kirsty Swanson, the, the Luke movie, Perry, the Donald Sutherland film, and they went. Pfft. Not for me. To be the honest show with you, is so much better than that. When I first heard about the show, I was like, "You mean that shitty movie that I didn't even see?" Yeah. And it's amazing that they actually managed to resurrect it. That one, a studio greenlit something from a piece of shit, mm. and two, that it worked so well. Josh this Whedon, became man. the shit. I, I tell you, Josh, Josh Whedon, Whedon, man, he fucking knows what he's doing. And it doesn't hurt that Sarah Michelle Gellar and Chris Carpenter. Oh my god. Now I saw Chris Carpenter in The Flesh. Maybe five, ooh, could have been six years ago at a Comic Con. How'd that go? Fucking gorgeous. Oh my gosh. She's absolutely, I wasn't actually much of a fan of hers on the show as much as you, yeah. but seeing her in the, like, man, you really have to be good looking to be on TV, don't yes. you? Yes. Especially in the 90s, where, although they, was great looking. well, even though they weren't well, shooting, very late 90s, 98, 99 started. Well, but basically before proper, proper high def started coming mm. out, right? When you shoot uh, on that low def or whatever we used to use back then on film, you look fatter. 
The camera way like it adds at least however many That's pounds. That's a joke, isn't it? it adds. 20 it is, but it does, and I know why. Someone was telling me why. It's because the you know back in the day, pixels on TVs not like Paul's King Dick TV, but they used to have those three panels. My TV is about to be updated. Oh my god! I can't wait to hear about it. So um. <laughs> But they used to be like literally like three a, a, a green, yellow, and blue or something like pixel thingies. Yeah, RX and when yeah, so when you get shot and you move across a screen, those new they, pixels they, they pick up the outline of you before the other ones let go. So you look fat, and she's just gorgeous. I was looking at her from across, going, "Holy shit, she's just really Stunning. great." So, but the but the opening thing of this, like, okay, we love Buffy, sure, but even the high schoolness of it all, and it's really funny when you see this opening credits and the, the, the title shot of Buffy Summers. She's Sarah Michelle Gellar when she started the first season of the show, and she's kind of chubby. She's kind of chubby looking. She did lose a little bit of puppy fat. Yeah, yeah, but it's because she's so young. It's not because she's chubby. It's because she's so right. young. And it's like, wow, she's so young. And it's kind of cool to see but it. They but they do change that up. And that's what I'm sort of saying. Like, they get. They did some, update Some it, of the yeah. things do, from season three onwards, they do add in different bits from that season that's coming, a little bit like the Red Dwarf factor. I remember her dancing on a dance floor, kind of like shaking mm-hmm. her ass kind of slowly. And that being a really. Like, a bit that's... No, and every credit sequence ends with her in a power pose, which is. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So yeah, yeah. Yep. we want Buffy to win. So yeah, absolutely. Nice one. Uh, four. All right, Wayne, what's your number three? All right, now this one I tried not to have on my list and couldn't get there. But it's not Friends. No. This one is because I actually well, consider what? it... If, if it's not Friends that falls in that category, could it be Big Bang Theory? It could not. That one <laughs> sucks, Paul. That one blows. Oh, uh, what's that, what that fucking bare naked ladies, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. In fact, that annoys me, that show. Okay. Um, that show or that opening credits? Uh, now the show, but certainly Whoa, the opening credits. Oh, wait, it's off the big... It's only because they band. play it all the time, oh, Paul. I've like seen every Seinfeld episode of Friends? Friends? <laughs> yeah, but those are my... Well, actually, Friends, I don't mind. I'll never get tired of Friends, they uh-huh. say, right? But this one, yeah, I don't know. Good. Anyway. Glad you finally seen the light. Right. Um, and then this one, I don't even want to introduce it. I'm just going to ask Paul to play it, oh. which means we're going to tell him. Total end of a woo-woo. <laughs> uh, yes, DuckTales, everyone. Now, I did mention this on our last show, I'm pretty sure, because it was the best thing I've ever heard for years. The, look, I guess the hero was the, the theme song, for sure. Right, okay, yeah. That happened. However, I'm an old school, used to read um, fucking Scrooge McDuck and Donald Duck and Daffy. All, all those comics, man. Comics. Not even just cartoons. Before they were cartoons. Big Disney fan back in the day when I was a child. So when this thing comes on, and... You're seeing the best thing about Scrooge McDuck is he has that vat of money that he dives into, like that's, it, it's just like so weird that that's a thing that someone thought up. No, not the not the thing, the best thing apparently. It is because otherwise he's just an old cunt. So, like, and this being that whole deal there. By the way, I mean I I I'm gonna tell you this. This whole this whole song took 45 minutes to write. Wow. 
and the guy was paid. Uh, his name is uh, Mark Mueller, and he was paid twelve hundred and fifty dollars for it. That is ridiculous. I know, I know. And apparently, fuck, they, that is fucked. Why I would know. you sign that contract? Well, he just no one actually. The, the studio actually. This one. Hand, well, like, actually, comes now out. That I think about it, the number, the amount of money that uh, Wayne Arizzo and Paul Prezzol has made from writing uh, the Growing Pains opening to this. Uh, four, I think zero point fuck all. Yeah, I can't, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> But if you this is let's count the Patreon money, but they're not paying for that. Surely, no. In fact, they're paying not to hear it. In fact, they would prefer never to hear it ever again. Yeah. Now, at last count, a search for Ducktales theme on YouTube will give you three hundred and sixty-two thousand odd results because people have covered this thing. You can listen to it done a cappella, power metal. You can do. You may people, get, get to hear it on the countdown if we have our oh way. Oh God, yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is like this is how sort of prolific the actual song has become. Wayne's choice. Fucking shit. (laughs) 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 But uh, yes, this, uh, so, you know, but apart from everything else, I know that this show has been re-released in recent times and they fucked up the theme song. The, the, the new one it's not as good and of course it's not as good it's on YouTube I was choosing which one to go with okay was there an old, yeah, yeah this is the right new one that you read. absolutely good. this is the one that I wanted so opening theme wise by the way love the show love DuckTales used to watch it every day when it came off at school forget about it okay. so big nice. fan already so yeah there you are DuckTales number three from one animated show to another my number three is arguably maybe what many people would have as their number one mm. oh it is The Simpsons. Oh. I don't even need to play the theme. No, you the don't, because everyone's heard The theme's it. not as important as the visuals in this particular example. Because this is perhaps the greatest example of varying the opening credit sequence from episode to episode just to get an extra two or three gags in. You mean the end after the fucking... Well, when, what about when he whatever the... Bart's riding on the fucking blackboard? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Also excellent. Whatever Lisa is playing, that changes as well. And then we get to them all scampering towards the couch to be able to pick up the remote to choose what's going to be watched on the TV, which makes zero sense to me because surely Homer just goes... Or Marge just goes, nope, it's my turn tonight. Why do the kids get the fucking say? Yeah, well, that's why that to me was the big button on them after a while because for the first season or whatever, it was always the same. But then it started to be like, Something completely different. Like it was, there was even a Family Guy reference one time. They walk in there and fucking. References are incredibly smart, intelligent. Yeah. And it's whatever season we're up to now, 32, 33. So 33 years, really? Yeah. They're still doing the same shit and it's it's funny. You know what? I don't see it anywhere. I guess it's it's still playing, but. Star or Disney. Is it? So you see, it's not even on network TV anymore. You'd think that'd be Mm, running around there. Is it not on Channel 10? I don't know. But. Here's the thing, right? Don't get me wrong. I've fallen off it in the last 10, 15 years. But this is the thing. Everyone seems to like the early episodes of The Simpsons. I definitely like the later episodes. Once the, once the, yeah, once the. Season three through nine are gold. Are they? Yeah. Okay. So basically, whenever the animation started getting good. I would say season three. Three? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay, I'll have to, I'll well, have to check. Maybe, I, I don't, maybe it's I don't a know. A bit well of a bleed on, but three is very. Three, I'd say season three, four, five, very funny. Maybe the, the animation improves a la. Well, it started getting Homer centric. Yeah, I know. Sort of like towards the like. Not, I mean, I'm saying later seasons. It's been 32 seasons, so I haven't even seen the last 10 years of them. Probably. Right? I don't even know that's right. Maybe it's 38 by now. Whatever. Right. So this show started what when we were in year 10, and we were yeah, huge fans. Right. And I remember us being like 18, 19, 17 year old kids, right? And we were always talking about The Simpsons. Now, yep, this is a very so was at its peak. Now, it's a very apt uh, for us to mention this, Paul. Have you heard the theory that Matt Groening is a time traveler? Have you no, heard? No, go on, please. Okay. Now, there's a whole I've actually been toying with us doing a video about this, Paul, because it's God. fucking great. The amount 
of predictions the Simpsons have made, which have come through with startling accuracy. If it was two or three or four in its 38 whatever year career, that would be something. But there is like 20 things that he's, for example, he depicted Donald Trump winning the presidency and, and traveling down an escalator and waving. Do the actual think, footage of that that happened is almost that identical. If the case and we were approaching nuclear Armageddon, he would have not done that to give us a warning? Or why couldn't he just say, I'm a time traveler, it's time now to let you know. Because no one would buy it, Paul. Well, I would much more rather. more likely to buy it with his platform that he has if it's going to save our world than if he doesn't. No way, Paul. If you if you heard of a, a popular TV show guy who's... Sorry, who's being job, rational after a few beers. Yes, whose job it was to create fiction, say, I'm a time traveler, you wouldn't take him seriously for a second. But here's the thing. The actual scenes he recreates are exactly the same as the <laughs> scenes that I've caught footage of years later. Anyway. How do you explain it, Paul? No. I'm not saying he's a time traveler, but isn't it interesting? Isn't no. it? I really? think it's fine to just reading into See, it. See, this is what I'm it. saying. I, Let's I'm, make a gag that's so ridiculous and ends up being he fucking won. But the shot is the same. <laughs> What's up with that, Paul? What's up with that? So anyway, we'll maybe do that video, Paul. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to your number two. My number two is Peacemaker. Oh, wow. That's how high it is. Okay, do, I, you really, do you really want to taste it? The taste answer this, for Wayne is yes. Absolutely. So yeah, back to you, son, for your number two. My number two is my dark horse, if I can. You're a Marshall. All right, go ahead. of this particular list. And I started out and I put it at number 10. I'm like, nope, it's better than that. And I want to put it at number eight and six and four. And, and it got all the way to two. And it kept rising and rising up. And arguably, because it turns out that the opening part of this theme song is, it's this melodic singing, which is, it's called a Rigveda Mantra, part of an ancient Indian collection of Sanskrit hymns. So it's actually real. Like they're, they're based on shit. Which are, there are 1,028 of these hymns, by the way. And this one is to evoke God hmm? from what I could manage to glean off the internet. And learning this just made it even cooler for me because this show, it's widely renowned for being one of the best sci-fi shows of all time. And it's the best reboot of any sci-fi show ever. Full stop. Bam. So done. not Blake 7. Go on. It's not Blake 7. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course. It does arguably drop the ball on its last three I think it does, episodes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not arguing about that, but I am saying I never skipped this opening because this opening is, again, one of those ones which has, well, in the first season, just sort of has generic computer graphics of spaceships flying around, whatever mm-hmm, else, mm-hmm. and then it goes, and then... Of course, we're that's into why you like it. Bits and pieces of this tribal drum beats going of the episodes coming without managing to spoil anything. So you're like... Oh my god, that could be something. Oh, that could be something. That could be something. Holy Mention shit. the show. It's Battlestar Galactica, there the 2004 go. edition. And I don't think, given I've already left enough room now. For I remember it, how much you love this. I don't think I've left enough. I think I have left enough now spaces for other shows to do their opening and closing the show. I don't want to go past without giving the audience this go on, thing. Go on. Sure. Very, very melodic. Paul likes a good hop. Oh, 
Holy shit. Yes. Does that not get your blood pumping and you haven't even to watched it? To be fair, it? I haven't heard it in a while and it is quite nice. And, and that's the thing about this because I was like, all right, it's the music's good, but it's got the clips of it and you're pumped by the end of this. So I couldn't, I couldn't have it languishing at 10 or 8 or 6. It kept rising and rising because... I never skipped this shit, and I was always like, oh, this shit, here we go, fuck yeah. Hmm. You know, speaking of rising and rising, that hop is the sound I make when I throw my thigh over Paul's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it the whole time, sorry. All right, sorry. Oh, my. My sigh. My, I just have sigh. <laughs> nah, it's a, good, it's a good theme song, fair enough. And I do like that show. Um, great, great show, arguably not the greatest ending, but still. Well yes. done, Balsar Galactica, for making my number two on my top ten TV opening credit sequences. Wayne, give us your tens. Here it is, bro. And then your number one. Number ten, Beverly Hills 90210. What up, dog? Number nine, Laverne and Shirley. Eight, Charles in charge. I'm in. Uh, seven, Firefly. Six, Game of Throners. Uh, se- uh, five, Dexter. <laughs> Four, Batman, the animated series. Three, DuckTales. Woo! Thank you. Uh, number two is Peacemaker, and my number one is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> now I think they'll get you a lot of votes, and I and I do understand it. It was on a lot of lists. I've never watched the show. What? Religious. I've seen an episode here or there, but I'm not, I wasn't into it. I didn't get involved. Really? Yeah. You know, okay. So here's the thing. Back in the Disney. Before Will Smith was slapping people on stage, he was he had a lot of credibility with, and his rap career was like parents just don't understand and stuff like that. And it was really great stuff. Oh yeah, some great songs like uh, I think I can beat Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, that was a great fucking song. All of that shit was great. And this is why over here, if you look at Will Smith in this opening credits, it's like you know yeah, he's doing the it's his whole rap about how he got to be the fresh prince of Bel Air because he was in trouble in school and all that sort of stuff. That's all great. Tell okay, the story. The Tell us the story in the background and. Everyone of this era that liked this show could in, can, could recite this entire thing in its entirety to you, no problem at all. But he was like skinny and funny and goofy back then, you know? He wasn't like, yo, look at my abs back then. He was this guy. And that's why this whole theme song, yes, but also the visuals are sort of a lot of neon and it's energetic Will Smith and okay. it's comedic with the fast forwarding and then it's that. So um, I've always kind of dug it and every time I hear it, I just kind of bop along to it. So Fair I don't know. For me, it just lasted the, the, the test of time, shall we say. And that's why it's your number one? My number one. All right, then. Let's hear your 10 to 1, son. My 10 through 1. My number 10 is Cheers. 9, Westworld. 8, Friends. 7, Dexter. 6, Peacemaker. 5, Red Door. 4, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 3, The Simpsons. Number 2, Battle Galactica 2004 edition. And my number one was mentioned on your, way, your list, Wayne, way too low. It is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Thrones. Fair enough. So there we are. That's Alice. Well... Honorable mentions Wayne. Sure. Uh, the Love Boat. <laughs> love really? it. Yeah, I do. I love it. I always liked it. It's, I'm, I'm a cornball, Paul. I'm a cornball. Wasn't ball. there a Love Boat I'm an own call. TV show? Yeah, they recently. Channel there's, 10 there's or some a, shit? There's a fucking reality show called The Love mm-hmm. Boat where it's just like trying to fuck people. Yep. Show. Uh, Surprise that Wayne's not involved. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Paul. If you're going on a cruise ship, the first thing I'll say to you is, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. That's a shit idea. Are you ready for COVID? Uh, that's one thing, but just being with 3,000 cunts in the middle of the ocean and you can't leave, it's just a bad idea. Anyway, Get Smart, big fan of The Doors Closing. Right. Uh, the Rockford Files is a very old show, but I love the theme song. Uh, ironically, that, that 70s show, I right. really like the right. opening thing there. And one more would be probably, I really like Only Murders in the Building. You know that? Dun, 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 yeah, it's right. just all animated. For some reason, I really like it. So there you go. How about I you? I had two others. I thought this one would be on the list, Sopranos. 
Yeah, I've, I like the song, but again, only song. as a result of the show. Yes, yeah. And then my other one is Scrubs. So. Oh, man, I can't believe that got off the list. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't, didn't quite make it against it because it's good. You know, I know I'm no Superman, but... Uh, yeah, well done. Yeah. So nice. There we are. That's All right, Alice. Man. What about yours wrap up every episode of The Countdown with your feedback on the topic at hand segment that we call the Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Talk about. Get off this week's pop ten with Jonathan Kidd, who said, "Friends, clap, clap, clap." Absolutely, absolutely. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, number two. Once oh, heard word. a bluegrass band cover this, and I've never been happier. Really? And number one, The Sopranos. Listen to that and not feel just a bit more badass. I dare you. I see. Ashley Gorski from the Rabbit Ears TV podcast. I'm going to be on recording about Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm going to be on talking about Sex in the City, son. One of us is better than the other. Hooray! <laughs> In short order, and she had number three, Dexter. The visual component is the best part of the opening credits. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Number two, Adventure Time, a show I've never watched. One of the only series I watch the opening credits for every time. Really? Yeah. Actually, it is kind of cute. And number one, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Catchy AF. I've heard and I've forgotten. And, and I, yeah, I haven't seen this show a lot. Hmm. Smile Samani, mate to the show, said number three, Adventure Time again. Number two, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Number one. Goodies, goody, goody, oh. yum, yum. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Number, well, no, not number. Steve Zetti. Well done. Number three, Hawaii Five O. one of the catchiest opening. Really good call. I was, I was thinking about that one. That's really good. Number two, the A-Team. It lets you know exactly what you're in for. Sure. Did you know? So I watched the A-Team opening credits. Did you know for the first season and a half, there was a woman who was part of the A-Team? Yeah, Amy. I didn't know that. Well, she wasn't part of the Amy. She she, was a journalist. She was a journalist and she went along with them. And there was always like, ooh, is Hannibal going to fuck her? Apparently, you know what got rid of? George Papad. Ironically. I do not want a woman as part of the team. She can't do a man's work. George Papad is a known total cunt. Like, he's well known to be a complete Why would Hannibal fuck that? That's like a 50-year age difference. Yeah, but Hannibal was like a good-looking older man with white hair. Not that good. I reckon if I was him, I could hit that. Not that good. Anyway, moving on. Number one from Steve, Game of Thrones. A combination of music and graphics make this the obvious choice. Number one, could not agree more, Steve. Thank mm. you so much. John Hislander said, Mission Impossible, from the song to the way they edit shots from the episode into the titles, win-win. It was actually novel for its time. Hmm. Number two, Police Squad. All six of them are freaking awesome and the announcer having a different title than is displayed. Plus the carryovers and the Naked Gun movies. Chef's Good kiss. call. Yeah. Because every single time, the butler did it, but the fucking card says something <laughs> different. Hilarious. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. I Wait, wish I had that in Next there. week, what do you reckon? What? Top 10 parody spoof films? Not bad. Let's do it. Can we do it? Let's do there it. There we are. Episode 394. Decided on the spot. On the spot. You've seen the process, people. There's going to be a pause. What are we doing next week? <laughs> We've got like the last four shows mapped out, but we haven't got the last two, three. So mm. big one. It's a big one there. Uh, number one, Muppet Show. From the open to the Statler and Waldorf comment to how Gonzo is going to F up his final note every time. Kind of sets the tone for The Simpsons, which will undoubtedly be the top votes here. Very good call on the Muppet Show. That's a good show. John Amenta for the Pilot Comics Podcast said, Cheers, old timey R, the original patron of the bar and the first TV theme song I ever learned. Star Trek Discovery, blueprint type drawings of various Starfleet ships and devices and it ends with a nod to the original show's theme. I never skip this intro. That's really important. That's really cool. I love that these folks know like old shit as well. And then Justice League Unlimited, Bruce Tim DC art and an epic guitar driven song. Gives me goosebumps. It's cool. It's, it's so real cool. cool. 
Christiani, patron to the show, said, Batman, the animated series. What up, dog? Incredible visuals done in Just Shadows teleports you into the dark deco world as a mixture of modern and 40s. Plus, yes, dark deco, good, the good. Amazing Danny Elfman. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Number two, Cheers, the perfect song, plus the awesome old photos. And number one, Game of Thrones, catchy tune, plus a visual of showing the map of the kingdoms. King Dick. David Powell, top level page of the show, moderator of the Facebook community, who's back on Facebook. Hooray! Said number three, Good Omens, incredible, using the most amazing array of animation art styles. We follow Crowley and someone through history as they collected massive humanity marches inexorably towards their final destination. Okay, not, I'm not familiar with it. The Prisoner, so close, number one, greatest sci fi show opening ever. McGowan is the best. And number one, Monkey Magic. I was thinking about putting it in. The only possible number one. All others are number two or lower. In the world before monkey. <laughs> it's uh, I wonder how many people have seen that. Because it was a big thing over here in Australia. Monkey Magic. Monkey yeah. Magic. Luke Alexander had... Uh, here's my three right away. Get smart. Always loved all the doors. He walks through. That was Word, what you said. Yeah. Number two, only murders in the building. Also on your honorable mentions. Oh. Love the music and the visuals. Number one, Entourage. Anytime I hear that music, I get pumped up. Super Shit. cool intro. That's a good That's one. a really good call because I love that show. I know it's very unpopular to love that show, but fuck off. I loved it. Alice in Chains, right? It's like a shit song, but it's... No. Oh, yeah. You didn't let that bother you? Okay. Mel Walker. First time I heard from Mel in a while. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Mel. These are my picks are based on intros I never skip. Number three, Stranger Things. So simple yet captures the mood so well. A mystery set in the eighties is just begging for synthwave. Agreed. <laughs> Number two, Outlander. Never watched it. Nope. Give me all the bagpipes and drums because I want to be the last that is gone that is gone through those stones. Every girl loses a juice over that. They're taking the skyboat song mixed with the stunning landscape of Scotland make me want to go there every time I hear it. Later seasons have slight tweaks on the song and visuals, and that's pretty cool. Number one, Red Dwarf. I'd never skip the intro to my all-time favorite show from the tune to the clips from each season. It's comfort TV for me. That's your vote. Possibly. Last one here, Jason Barr. To wrap it up, the A-Team for pure dumb 80s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, the use of periodic table elements and smoke alongside the music is beautiful. And adding the elements to the cast members' names afterwards was a nice touch. It was. That was even cool. And then the other last one mentioned, Peacemaker. I danced and sung along to those credits. Every time. Hell yeah. There's probably a vote for you. Thank you so much, everyone. Go back to us. Sorry I couldn't get through all of it. This episode is running extremely long. Because of all the damn music I insisted on. Music. Yeah, no, no. We <laughs> insisted on. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you so much for joining us today in the top 10 TV opening credit sequences of all time. Word up. Wayne, how do the folks get back to us with their feedback on the topic at hand or indeed any other thing about the countdown altogether? Go ahead and try the countdownpodcast.com.au or Google our names or get, get our socials or send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Thecountdownpodcast.com is where you can do all the links to all of us anytime you like. Follow us on Podbean where we host the show and the Countdown PC on Twitter is where you can find us there. And we've already said next week, top 10 parody spoof films. Yeah. Oops, yeah. Well, we'll figure out the, the brief. Pretty soon. That, that's pretty but it's pretty much that. Yeah, we'll pretty see. much straightforward. There we are. We've never done that topic in 394 episodes of nice the work, show. Paul. Nice work. Uh, pull that one from my a hole. Yes, excellent. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. Everything today. We'll catch you next time. See yeah. ya. Except fucking Charles in charge. <laughs> Fuck you.